Oh, hey. we're live. Well, we're technically not live. Well, we're, recording. we're privately live. I don't care. Just go. Hey, pass me a beer. You can do that? Oh, man. I'd kill for a beer. Cheap beer and a sympathetic ear. Step right up. Why do, why do we even have to play the recorded version anymore? You know it. <laughs> that was horrible. Hey, pass me a beer. Look, at least promise me you won't drink. Alcohol always leads to trouble. Hey, who wants to play drink the beer? Right here. <laughs> you win. All right, what do I win? Another beer. Just have a cup of coffee. Bear it is. Coffee? Beer. I'd kill for a beer. <gasps> Cheap beer and a sympathetic ear. Step right up. That was really bad. <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? Chad from the Beard Hops Podcast. Uh, Adam is with us tonight. Jakey is not. Adam is traveling and is in a hotel in Toronto, Canada. But I'm so committed, so much more committed than Jake. Jake's in Austin, and he can't be here, but yeah. I am in another country, and I can be here. So That's right. That's right. You know, Jake, Jake probably has awesome Wi-Fi because it's a U.S. hotel. I probably shouldn't say that. We have uh, yet another special guest tonight, uh, another bearded man, Sean. Sean, who has a beautiful beard from Draft Therapy. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Man, freaking tastic. Uh, so, does everybody have a beer? I'm cracking mine right now. I have I one. Have my, yeah, I. I uh, I have Steam Whistle, which is a Toronto beer. Have you, have you heard of these guys, Sean? No, I, I think I heard. Didn't you guys talk about them recently? I don't know. I forget what we talked We did about talk about them. With Matt, right? Yep. Massive. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. I listen. I listen. I, I don't. I don't. I even edit. I still don't listen when I edit. So, um, <laughs> the, yeah, they make only Pilsner. They make one beer. And that's it. Yeah, it's Pilsner. So. It's not too bad. I have yeah, got a uh, corn syrup in it, so it doesn't taste nearly as good as the other stuff. I've got uh, Shipwreck Brewing out of uh, Door County, Wisconsin. They are in Egg Harbor. This is the Peninsula Porter. Nice. What do you got, John? I have. So I bet you could guess where this beer comes from. Michigan. Um, yeah. Hey. Well, not really. It's a collaboration with a Michigan brewery. Oh, okay. This is a uh, Drecker out of Fargo, North Dakota. This is a Fluff Buddy, a Marshmallow Double IPA in collaboration with Ascension Brewing Company in Novi, Michigan. Very nice. A Marshmallow IPA. I don't think I've had one I've, of those. I have never had this. This is the first time I'm having this. So. Yeah. I want to say I've had a Marshmallow IPA before, but I don't know who or where it was from. I, it may have been. Oh, I'm, I bet I'm. I bet I'm thinking of uh, the brewery's macaroon beer. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Good story. Good story. Thanks for sharing there. Um, so, Sean, how did you get started with this whole beer review thing? On the well, um, I've done a lot of kind of. I don't know if you want to call them like internet ventures, you know, like websites that I've written or 
just websites in general for a long time. And um, specifically the beer stuff, I wanted to get into YouTube. I wanted to do, funnily enough, do like podcasts and stuff, but um, I could never, I didn't want to do one by myself and I could never get someone to do one with me consistently. Um, so I had like a, I used to have a B movie review site where I reviewed all types of just horribly bad B movies. And, um, <laughs> we did a podcast for like five episodes and then my friend bailed on me. Um, and it was impossible to get him to really, you know, get time. I was committed, uh, but he wasn't. And then several years after that, uh, I decided like, you know, I want to do a YouTube channel and I couldn't think of what to do. So I was, you know, I, I was getting back into beer after being away from it for a long time, like several years. And uh, just decided that, you know, um, maybe I could do this thing. And I wanted to learn, you know, how to use a camera. I've always been interested in it, but I never have like really used a video camera or a camcorder or anything like that, or even anything more than a point and shoot. So I figured it would be a good way to learn video editing, some kind of like production stuff, sound, you know, all the whole gamut of stuff that you have to learn when you do this. Yeah. And, um, you know, I looked at, hey, nobody does beer reviews. This is like, nobody does this at all. What an original idea. <laughs> so that's that's how I kind of started the channel. That's how I got into it uh, initially. Now, when when was the start of the day, channel? Nobody does beer reviews still to this day. It's crazy. <laughs> nobody. I feel like I'm on an island, you know. I don't see anybody else looking at beer Never. stuff. Never, yeah. Uh, I started, I want to say I started, I created the channel in like March of 2017. And then uh, I think my first video was sometime in May of 2017. So it's almost been two years. I think it's probably either just past two years or it'll just about be two years soon. And you've just recently passed a milestone. I have in your subscribership. I have. I'm. I. I'm, I was watching the number inch. You know, it's like. So it's. I'll let the cat out of the bag. It's a thousand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like, I get to like this near the hundred mark. You know, maybe like in the eighties. You know, one eighty, two eighty, three eighty, whatever. And then it slows to a crawl. And then once it gets past that, I like, get forty in like two weeks, and I'm like, whoa, I'm blowing up. And then it takes forever to get to the next thing. So I was just happy to hit cross the threshold and be, to be done with it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking at your, your number right now. It's a thousand three and we're subscribed, I believe on beard hops, but I always, uh, when we're doing these interviews, I always get on my personal channel, which is Wisco Boater and hit that subscribe button with, with whoever we talk to. So here you go. There's one more subscriber for you. Oh, oh my God. Get you your second channel. Like, I always got to do free promo on the show. Don't you check? I, well, of course, why not? <laughs> Hey, why not? Yeah, I'm just I'm I know I don't want to say anything because then like four people will unsubscribe and I'll dip under a thousand and be like, what this guy's not a thousand whatever, this guy's a liar. So we had that happen. We had that happen just a couple weeks ago where we had uh like four or five four or five subscribers drop off and we're like, what the fuck's going on? Like, yeah. what do we do? <laughs> but then we recovered and got got more people back. But it's but our number's still very low. I mean, we're we're uh, we're still scratching at the we're at the wall there to climb. How do you? Um, I was going to ask this. I'm going to turn it around on you guys. How do you? How do you gauge like you're across a couple different platforms, or are you mostly on YouTube? Yeah. So we right. when we started out, we kind of 
did the shotgun method and went everywhere. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we were live streaming. We actually live streamed on Twitch, live streamed on YouTube. Um, we put the audio up on all the different podcast platforms and everything like that. Um, and then, uh, and then we decided we wanted to do more YouTube. Right, Chad? Am I thinking it's right? I think so. Yeah, we we decided we thought YouTube was probably the best platform out of all of them. So we we started to uh, just kind of move towards towards YouTube. We're still doing the other the other audio um, hosting sites, but more more of a concentrated effort on YouTube. So the audio basically from this will go up you know, on the podcast stream, as we say. So anybody who who subscribes to the podcast will hear the audio part of it. But um, we we started out doing just beer reviews. And Chad just sitting there having a beer, reviewing it, and talking about like some beer-related news. And then this year we've switched up to doing pretty much all interviews at this point. Um, yeah. Because we find it much more fun than to have to look at each other and talk about a single beer. Yeah, I, I I get that. Yeah, it's it gets to be kind of grindy after a while just doing the same beer review, even with another person. That'd be that'd be like more than that. I I don't know what I do with myself. You know, I'd be talking to somebody else instead of just this thing, this open <laughs> pit of um, sadness. I guess I don't know. Yeah, we it's fun talking to other people. I mean, we've talked to you know a couple. Talked to a brewer. We've talked to some people in the kind of beer journalism industry. We've talked to a distillery. Like, and so far, the distillery one has been a lot. Was a lot of fun. Yeah, the distillery one was awesome. And I, you know, we we we're all the, the three of us are very good friends. Uh, we enjoy each other's time and talking to each other. But um, getting to know new people is is that's uh, I I'm kind of I'm probably one of the more of the three of us, more outgoing personalities of the, of the, Absolutely. of the group here. So I love the, you know, just, just talking to, with new people and, and learning about, you know, how, how you got into this, what else do you do? Um, you know, what are your other interests? What do you do for work? All that kind of stuff. I just, I'm interested right. in other people's stories and activities. So and this, I, uh, hate I hate human interaction period. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sean, what, what's your day job? Yeah, that's what. What's that's exactly where I, I was mean, going. I know with a thousand subscribers, you're making huge money. Oh yeah, but. this is my day job, all day, <laughs> air day. This is all I do. Gotta get that um, YouTube money, baby. That's right, man. Just make just it rain. Making it rain. Make it rain. Day. Penny just, after penny you know, after penny. That's right. Half penny. I cut them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta make it last. No, I um I'm a business analyst for a communications company. It's exciting stuff. I know you talk I, I've been like and you know, like looking forward to talking to you guys and, and listening to some of your past guests and um beer by the numbers, right? Yeah. He's right. A, he said that he just sits and stares at Excel sheets. That's pretty much what I do. I, I look <laughs> at a lot of uh, MS Excel. I was to give you any indication of how exciting my job is. Um, when I got Office 365, it was the coolest thing that had ever happened to me at work. Love it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I had a fair share of my time buried in I call spreadsheet hell. So, yeah, I know that for sure. I, I sort of enjoy spreadsheets, but that's because uh, I've spent a lot of my professional career outside of, and I used to fly for a living. So when I 
when I stopped flying, this the spreadsheet thing was kind of intriguing to me. Now I'm not a big fan of it much anymore, but when I first got into uh, you know kind of working in an office, I was like, ah, oh, spreadsheets. This is really kind of fun. <laughs> you can make a little pixel art with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not. It, it's not just you know it's putting. I mean it's like it gets. I mean I could talk about Excel, believe me, all day, and I probably could. That's how sad it is, but you know. It's a lot maybe to it, man. You have to spin off channel. You do maybe Excel it is. Excel tutorials. That's and beer. Oh and beer. man. Well, New venture. I Excel was tutorials say, while drunk. There you go. That'd be good. Can you'd I have to com- you'd have to combine the two definitely. There are Excel channels out there where you know anything and everything you want to know. But I've never I've not come across one where somebody is explaining some formulation in Excel while drinking beer and, and talking about the beer at the same time. Oh, I don't know if I could do it. I would love, I would just do somebody explain Excel while slurring their speech. Cause they're just so <laughs> you know, you're going to go over here and you're going to get equal and you're going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you get pivot data. Yeah. We're going to pivot to a new beer. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if we're going to start talking about pivot tables, I might just leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jake, Jake, loving this. He's an Excel nerd to the core. So, All right. <laughs> well, how's the, uh, how the beers treating you guys, uh, Sean? What's your, what your, what's your beer like? Um, you know, it's, I wasn't, uh, I was expecting being this, you know, the title of this has marshmallow double IPA in the title that it would be a little bit more vanilla. Um, but it's not too vanilla. <laughs> it's a, it's really, um, I am not, it says on the back here, lots of marshmallows and vanilla beans, but I'm not really getting that. I'm getting just kind of like a double new England, like kind of a, not run of the mill. It's, it's good. It's nice and sweet and juicy, but it's not, um, I don't really get any vanilla that's really setting it apart, you know, to put, Hey, it's got vanilla in it. Well, I don't taste it, but you know, it's just me. <laughs> we swear we put it in there. It's a really pretty color. I mean, it looks. It is. It's a very nice orange, juicy color. It's definitely juicy. It's got. It's definitely uh, got a lot of those New England qualities. It's. It's good, but it just. I'm not getting the, the marshmallow out of it. Um, mine is the prisoner. So. It's just a pilsner. Just a pilsner. What What they say on their site is that they like to do one thing and do it really well. And I mean, it's good. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. I mean, it's not like nothing to write home about. Kids. It's a pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is uh, is just a, a pretty much standard porter, but I think this is a really, really good example of the uh, like a quintessential porter where you've got a nice uh, balanced chocolate flavor with some nice earthiness. Um, it's not, it's not too heavy. I don't even know the ABV on this. I don't think is all that high. Uh, does not say, but yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's, it's what you would think of when saying, Hey, I'll try the Porter. And this is what you would expect to get when you say, I'll try the Porter. (laughs) Very good. Well, well. Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, I just kind of have to this time of year. 
So let me get, ask you guys a question because I've been thinking about this a little bit and I've tried a few beers in this with this particular flavor. When when you see a beer and it's um, a peanut butter and jelly or it says something peanut butter, like peanut butter porter, peanut butter stout, whatever it happens to be, especially, but especially like a peanut butter and jelly. When you get peanut butter flavor, what do you get peanut butter flavor, I guess, is the number one question. And does it taste like peanut butter? Does it taste like something else? For me, I've had a couple of of peanut butter beers. The only one that I've had that I know for sure I got peanut butter flavor from was from Renegade. Um, they're, they're out of Colorado, out of Denver. <clears throat> um, that one was, I don't remember the name of it, but um, it it had a very, like a Reese's peanut buttery, like a sweet peanut butter flavor to it. All the other ones that claim to be some sort of peanut butter flavored beer, or fl- peanut butter adjunct or something, always ended up being a little bit more vanilla chocolatey flavor to me. I, I never, I never can find that peanut butter flavor except for that one from Renegade. Yeah, I've never had one that. I would like to try that one. That tastes like Reese's peanut butter cups. That'd be good. That one was really good. I I really enjoyed that one. I think I did a Friday morning beer review on that. Yeah. The um. I'm finding that all these, because a lot of these brewers are now starting to do this, kind of differentiate themselves, like, you know, the Lucky Charms beer, and, like, you know, they're doing all these different marshmallow this, marshmallow that, you know. But I never, I don't know, I feel like it, I don't ever taste it. Like, like kind of like you said, yeah, it's an IPA, but I don't taste the vanilla they claim, you know. Yeah. And then they come, I see a lot of them. It's like, why did you put this on the bottle? Maybe it's what you dumped in when you're brewing it, but it didn't come out in the end, so I don't know. Well, yeah, with me, uh, with the, the reason I ask is a lot of these peanut butter beers, like if it's just a peanut, if it's peanut butter stout or like a peanut butter porter, there have been a couple that I've gotten really good, you know, that sweet kind of peanut butter taste. But recently, it's like I either just get the, the grape, like the really strong jelly quote unquote jelly flavor or if i get any peanut butter it just tastes like peanut dust you know like if you go someplace Uh like a restaurant where you can eat the peanuts and stuff and just the dust that's floating in the air it's like oh that's all i get i don't get peanut butter i get peanut dust almost like almost like a peanut almost like a peanut shell dust yeah yeah exactly Yeah, I mean, I'd have to I'd have to do a little bit of a dive to f- to find all the peanut butter flavored beers I've had. I know I've had a few, but the, I just looked it up. The one from Renegade's called Depravity, um, mm-hmm. and that's an imperial peanut butter peanut butter cup stout. So it's it's actually branded as a sweet peanut butter peanut butter style beer. Now, Sean, what would you say right now? Because uh, I think for me, my flavors change all the time. But what is your favorite style right now? you're drinking um you know i i always say on the videos um that stouts and porters are like where i think that's where my heart kind of lies that's where um you know it's just kind of what i built my kind of palette on initially um but you know these days i think i'm getting more into like gozas and berliner weiss and stuff like that um I used to really love wheat beers, like Hefeweizens and even just, you know, straight up wheats. Um, and it just seems like it's changing a lot. Like when I started doing these, I was anti-IPA. Like I, I, if I never drank an IPA, that would be, you know, soon enough, never drinking it again. But 
as you know, obviously a lot of people drink IPA and a lot of beers they could put out are IPAs. So you, that'd be, hey, it'd be a really small amount of videos you could do if you didn't do IPAs. So, um, but trying them, you know, kind of forcing myself to, to try them more has made me appreciate them more, but it's not my favorite. I, th I still think, I mean, my heart still really lies with, <clears throat> with stouts and porters, but I think I'm really starting to lean into kind of gozas with the saltiness and the Berliner Weiss being kind of a little bit of a, a sour kind of style, lighter. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, especially with it getting kind of warmer, that's kind of where right. I'm, I'm moving towards these days. Yeah, and we, we actually, for a period of the show, we did only barrel-aged beers. We loved them so much. We did a whole stretch of just <laughs> everything was barrel-aged for us. For um, months, for months for at a time. Yeah, and it was good, but... I think like right right my favorite style right now is the the brew IPA. Mm. Uh, love those. But if it's a brewed IPA shelf I haven't had, I'll grab it because uh, they're not a whole lot of them out there. But um, yeah, I, I and I started out as an IPA fan either when we first started doing this, but I've grown in this. Yeah, same here with the IPAs. I I kind of had to force myself into into drinking them to to gain an appreciation for what they actually are and to find out, Oh, there's actually more to more to a good IPA than, uh, you know, what you initially th what you, uh, think of and, you know, like super hoppy and hard to drink, but there's so many, so many varieties out there, different types of IPAs that just forcing yourself to try them, uh, really got me into them for a little while. And I, I drink IPAs a lot for a little while, uh, be before we were doing the show. And I kind of burned myself out on them for a little bit there. I'm kind of starting to get back into them a little bit. I like I like the brute IPAs, as Adam mentioned. We had a brute pilsner the other day. That yeah, uh, it was really good. Um, you know, I, I never used to be a seasonal drinker either, and you know, I'll still drink. Tagline. That was like your claim to fame. I'm not a seasonal drinker. I will drink a stout in the middle of the summer. And I still will. <laughs> I I still don't consider myself a seasonal drinker, but. I look forward now to the season of beer. So while I'll still drink a porter or a stout on a 90 degree day because I love the taste of it, I look forward to the gozes and the farmhouse ales and the saisons that come out in the spring and early summer and, you know, really good lager on a, or a, or a lager or a pilsner on a, on a hot day after mowing the grass. You know, I mean, these, these beers that are, are somewhat seasonal, are gives me something to look forward to, even though I'm not a seasonal beer drinker. I'll still, I'll drink a Kolsch on a five degree day or a stout on a 90 degree day. It doesn't matter to me. I just, whatever I'm in the mood for, but the season of beer is definitely something of interest to me nowadays. Yeah. I, and I, I can agree with you on the IPA front. Like when I started, um, you know, getting into more kind of craft beer outside of just like, you know, Sam Adams or, shop top you know <laughs> you can even, that's you know that's what we considered craft beer back in my day but you know um getting into ipas it was like for me it was like oh you know the hoppier the the, the stronger the, the better for me you know like having a i just ipa was ipa and when you think about it like now and i think back on it it's like all those ipas that i really was just diving into were just west coast ipas super bitter super piney you know um and it came to a point like i remember getting hop slam before it was um 
probably like a couple of years in, it wasn't when it was brand new, but I don't remember it saying it was brewed with honey. And I think it was then too, but yeah. um, having it just be so bitter, just like, you know, like you're just sucking on pine sap. <laughs> and that, that was like the moment after I had a couple of those and probably got really sick after drinking like three of them, I just, I stopped drinking them. And that's when I started like looking more at the darker beers, having like ambers or even red IPAs, you know, just, changing that up and and again like you guys said you know kind of coming back and appreciating it nowadays you know now that i'm maybe a little bit older and i can you kind of you, you realize that there's not just west coast any ice there's west coast ipas that i like but sure. that's not the only thing you know that's not the only ipa style and there's so much stuff that's ipa that's they call an ipa and you know it's like borderline ipa so you never even know by looking at stuff if it's actually what you think to be an ipa anymore well, I mean that's a good point. And where, where, what's where, where's the line of what constitutes an IPA and, or just a standard pale ale? Because people, people, breweries are are calling <laughs> an IPA uh, a juicy pale ale. Like, what the hell is that? You know, it's, yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead. It's, it's still an IPA, but it's labeled on the can as a juicy pale ale. So, I mean, what do we have a JPA now? I mean, is what 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 exactly are we drinking here? There's so much variety and and use of different words to describe the type of beer now that it's 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 kind of, it's kind of confusing. It's fun, but it's it's confusing. I think sometimes to the consumer on what they're actually drinking. Well, I think uh, kind of going off that point, you know, I, I have one here. I'll pull it out. It's under my bar here. Perfect example. And I love this. The guy's got a bar under his desk. I'm so I don't know if you can see that. Where you're going. Oh, yeah, I've had that. I've seen so it. This, I haven't had it yet. Yeah. This is a hazy IPA, okay? Right. And when they announced this or when they said it was kind of – before they announced it, it was going in cans. It was like, hey, this is our juicy IPA. This is – you know, they didn't say as much, but they implied very heavily that this is Bell's first New England-style IPA. This is going to be a juicy IPA. And then, so I was, you know, over, over just hyped, just juiced to, to have this beer. And when I had it, it was like, yeah, exactly. This is not, wait a minute. And it says on here, smooth, aromatic, juicy IPA. And it's not and, at all. No. And it says on the, yeah. up across the bottom, hazy. So is it hazy? Is it juicy? Is it neither? Is it a New England style? Is it just oh. an IPA? Is it? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. My, my wife loves the New England IPA craze. And so when we saw that, you know, our store, I grabbed them. And she took a drink. And she's like, they call this juicy? Like, there's nothing juicy about it. It was just, yeah. yeah. That's, we, That's we probably the harshest, the harshest beer that I've, like, I don't go, I don't go negative, but um, that was probably the harshest I got on a beer because, you know, they just pumped everybody up to be, oh, hey, it's juicy, it's hazy, it's juicy. And then you read like a lot of people's reactions, you know, people's opinion. They're, this is my opinion, just like everybody else has an opinion. Mine's not any better than anybody else's, but people just kind of going crazy about, oh, this is this is so juicy. It's like, I, I don't get it. I mean, uh, you know, that's like, I don't like Chipotle beers or like jalapeno beers. I guess this is my jalapeno beer or something. I, I don't get it. That's what I always find really fascinating. That's what kind of makes it fun with the three of us in our podcast. When we do an episode where we're all drinking the same beer, how differently each of us tasting it, you know, like the things we pick up are, you know, there's been times where it's completely different. 
you know, loved one and, and Jake were like, no, this is not good, you know. Um, but that's always interesting to me, you know, how we can be in the same air and get completely different flavors off. Um, and I was going to go back. I I didn't learn to appreciate IPAs until I started homebrewing IPAs and made my first IPA that was shitty. Like, I didn't even remember <laughs> doing um, you know, and then after brewing a couple times, I got a good IPA. Um, I, I remember just sitting there, my buddy Dan, who was brewing with me, I'm like, I, I didn't realize it was just hard to make. I ate I wanted to drink, <laughs> you know? So uh, they're easy to, to brew because, you know, everybody brews them, but uh, to make a good one, that's, that's the catch. <laughs> um, Sean, you said that you don't, you never go negative. Um, is that, uh, is that just a, a way of saying that you, you don't, you, you never like slam a beer, like in a bad way, or you never, you just never say, nope, don't like this one. Um, what do you mean by that? I mean, I, I've watched, I've watched a bunch of your episodes. Um, I, I feel like most of the beers you drink, you, you do like, so it's probably, you know, goes right along with what you're saying there. You don't go negative. You're mostly positive on beers, but how do you handle a beer that you just don't like? Yeah. So when I, the idea for me was like, um, you know, <laughs> going back to Excel, if somebody, if <laughs> I was making an Excel spreadsheet and I spent all this time on it and I looked up different ways to do different things and, and, you know, added this presentation layer and, blah, blah, blah. And you came to my office and you didn't know how to do this document. And you said, that is shit. Delete that. Don't send that to anybody. I'd be, that would, you know, that bother me. Right. So mm -hmm. what I try to do is I know this is people's livelihood. You know, a lot of people put a lot of time into it. There's not all, you know, not all beer is great. I know that. <laughs> but what I like to do is, um, I try not to be very, I'm a, I'm like by nature, I'm kind of a realist. So what I like to do is, um, you know, I try the beer and if there's something that I don't like about it, I, what I try to do is say like, you know, instead of saying, I, this is horrible. Like if I drank toilet water with like a hop steeped in it, this is horrible. You know, I probably would say it about that, but if, if it was absolutely atrocious, most beer that's absolutely atrocious, isn't going to make it to your shelf. But, um, you know, if it was really bad, maybe I'd say something really bad about it. But what I try to do is say like how I would, how I would like to see it different, you know, like if it like, so let's say for example, this beer, this fluff buddy marshmallow double IPA, if I were to review this and if I did absolutely didn't like it, I would say, Hey, you know, this has, you know, this is, these are the flavors I'm getting. I'm not getting the marshmallow or the vanilla though. So I would like to see more of that. Um, or I might compare it to another beer and say like, no, I like the other one better. And I'm, you know, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tossing this idea of maybe like changing it up to say like, would I buy a single of this or would I buy a multi-pack, you know, like a four pack, a six pack of this, but I don't really rate beers either. So yeah, but what I, I don't want to totally slag on a beer. I'm not going to drain pour a beer on a video. Um, uh, I just like to say like, Hey, you know, this is my taste. You, your taste. I, I what I'm hoping is that people that watch my videos enough kind of get to know what my taste is and then they can watch a video and say like, Oh, Hey, I know that Sean likes, 
you know, he likes this beer and he likes this beer and he likes this beer and I like those beers. So let's see what else he says that he likes and I'll try that one too. Um, and if he says like, hey, this is okay, but I would like to have less tequila flavor or I would like to see if you're saying this is a coffee stout, let's say, let's have a little bit more coffee in it. Hey, Sean says there's not a lot of coffee stout in this, or I'm sorry, coffee in this coffee stout. Maybe this is one I want to avoid because I love coffee. So I, I it's I don't want to be totally negative on something. I try to say like, you know, this is this is what I like about it, or this is something that I'm tasting out of it. If in order for me to like it more, this is why I would this is what it would need to have in order for me to like it more. So instead of just going like, no, I don't like it because it doesn't have that, it's like it says it's going to have that. It'd be nice if it didn't have, you know, if it had more of this or if it didn't okay. have this. So that's kind of the direction that I like to go. That makes sense. I mean, I don't think we've ever, I don't think we've had a show where we drain poured something. Um, no. I know, I know we've had some beers that were like, meh, you know, we didn't care for them, but I mean, that was kind of, we just recently stopped using the rating system uh, from untapped because it's very arbitrary and, and mm -hmm. personal. So, um, I know that there's been some beers that haven't rated on our own personal scales all that well, but, um, even on those, um, you know, I don't, I don't think that we're like, oh, this beer's terrible. I'm, you know, it's not, I would never drink this again. Um, we, we may have said something close to that, but not <laughs> just, just flat out, like, don't ever drink from this brewery. It's terrible. You know, right. <laughs> It's like, cause like I said, you know, we're doing a show here and, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to slam somebody because that is their livelihood, you know, and, and just kind of give an honest review and it's just your opinion anyway. So, right. Totally. That's everything that we're, you know, that I say is, it's my opinion. So, you know, I, I don't want not, you know, not to say either that you or I or anybody has all this influence that like, Oh, well, <laughs> he didn't like it. So they're going to go out of business, but it's right. like the market's <laughs> going to speak for itself. Right? Like if, if enough people say, I don't like that beer, I'm not going to buy it. It's not going to be on the shelf. So they don't, you know, that's right. probably not going to make it to us unless, you know, it's like, uh, some millionaire has a bunch of money and they're like, Hey, let's see if let's, I heard there's money in craft beer. Let's, uh, ask that YouTube guy. He's rolling in it. Um, <laughs> you know, and they put out their own, distribution or whatever so i i just try like i said i just try to be not be negative about it um and the market's going to bear what the market's going to bear if, if it's not a good beer it's not going to stick around and if it was not something that i liked you know i would say yeah this isn't my thing and i think there's been a few that i've, I've just said like yeah this isn't my thing if you yeah. like this it might be something that you want to try but I, I it's not for me yeah i mean they're the most beers i think are pretty much self-weeding i mean they'll you know, if a, a brewery's not selling, you know, enough of a beer of a certain style, there's, they're just not going to make it anymore. So it's not, uh, you know, it's not our job to say, you know, don't buy this or do you buy this anyway. So you, um, you're in Michigan. Do you mm -hmm. want, do you care to say where at in Michigan? I'm between Ann Arbor and Detroit, like smack dab in the middle. Okay. If you've been to Ikea in Michigan, you've been to the city I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> do you do um i don't know how many videos you've done but how how almost all of them are, are michigan beers yeah how many how many do you think are outside of michigan um i would say i think i have uh tomorrow i think i'll have 240 videos and i think um 
I would say 10 or less have been non-Michigan. That's, that's amazing that, uh, it's, it's a lot of beer. <laughs> it's a well, lot of beer. It's a lot of Michigan beer. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm in Wisconsin and mm-hmm. I, most of my Friday morning beer reviews, I try to try to stick with, with Wisconsin beers. doesn't always happen, but a lot of times I do, uh, but there are times when I'm like, you know, I'll go to the store and I'm like, yep, had that, had that, had that. And I find it hard, harder and harder to find uh, a Wisconsin beer that I haven't had yet. I mean, now there's thousands of them, I'm sure. And I'm not saying I've had them all, but it gets hard to find sometimes a, a, a different, uh, you know, Wisconsin beer. And again, I'm not st- strictly concentrating on Wisconsin beers, but how do you, do you seek most of your beers out or are the, do you, how many, how many of these do you get sent to you? Um, and, and out of the ones that are sent to you, are most of them Michigan beers? If I ever, um, I've reached out to a few places, uh, places that maybe initially, like I'd follow on Twitter or something that would say like, hey, we got our new can release. And I know it's a Michigan brewery because that's pretty much what I follow. Um, and those, I would might, you know, at a few months ago or uh, maybe about a year ago, I reached out to a few places and I got some stuff sent to me. Um, because it's just, it wouldn't hit my distribution footprint for, you know, it could be a while before we saw it. I think of that kind of stuff, I've only gotten a few. I've gotten like maybe, I would say probably three things, Michigan. And I've had a few people that watch the channel that have reached out um, and have sent me stuff. I've done, you know, some trades with people just to get stuff from breweries that are maybe on the west side of the state that I can't, they don't distribute distribute here. and then I've had a couple of stone has sent me some stuff. Uh, most of the stone beers that I reviewed, I think all the stone beers I reviewed, which I think have been like three or four stone has sent me. And then one was like, uh, just recently was a Charlotte, North Carolina brewery um, sent me a couple beers from them. And I reviewed that uh, within the last like, like month. And that's unknown brewery, unknown brewing in Charlotte, but everything other than that, um, yeah, I mean, I've like I said, I've traded for a few things. This one my buddy gave me, uh, but most of it's stuff that I bought. I've I have um, family that lives on the west side of the state, so when I go visit them, I hit a couple of the grocery stores over there, and they have grocery stores near Grand Rapids that they carry like you know way more stuff than than I can get here, and breweries that are over there that I can't get here, they get it first. So I, I'll stop over there and pick stuff up. So yeah, most of it's stuff I've bought. Um, there's probably been about again, probably like 10 or so that have been sent to me or that I've requested. They send stuff to me. New Holland sent me one of their, um, dragon milk reserves. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was cool. They sent me like, a one of those fast openers, you know, the flat bar openers and then uh, glass and some other like stickers or whatever. And then like two beers. But yeah, that, that was the, probably the coolest besides the Metallica one that, I could grab and show you guys. It's like on the floor over here. That was like the coolest thing that anybody's ever sent. I don't. I guess I don't know about this, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Stone did a collaboration. I don't know if it's a collaboration, but they did a year for Metallica. I guess. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, it was a Pilsner, right? Yeah, it's a uh, um, yeah, a Pilsner. Gold, uh, yeah. I don't know what the actual name of it is. Yeah, I, I keep seeing it. I haven't picked any of it up yet. Um, so it's got an empty in here, I think. But yeah, this is the box. Yeah. Oh, sweet. 
And then if I open it, it's going to play Enter Sandman. So I don't know if you're worried about that, but not really. No, we get dinged on music a lot. I don't know if you can hear that. That's so awesome. And then I got three cans. Uh, they sent a couple stickers. I was I thought this was so it's a uh, yeah in, it's the um, uh, it's not stone they call themselves arrogant oh, consortia arrogant. oh yeah whoops sorry but yeah they um I, I get I've been getting stuff from <laughs> they getting awesome. stuff from stone for a little bit and they were sending me so um Greg is it Coke yeah Coach Koch, Koch what yeah. Something like that. He he's like um, he has like a stake in Natista. I don't know if you know what Natista is, but they make nut butters, like okay. you know, um, almond butter and stuff like that. Well, they had this thing where they on Twitter somebody or they posted something saying, "Hey, are you a Stone Stout fan? Or are you someone doesn't like Stone Stouts?" And uh, somebody that watches the channel messaged me and said, "Hey, Stone's looking for people to send beer to," and I was like, oh, "All right, cool." Um, and so I sent him a message. I said, hey, I don't drink any of your stouts. I've never had one. I do Michigan beer. But if you want to, you know, I'd love to do a video on your stuff. And they started sending me. The first thing they sent, sent me was the totalitarianism, the mm -hmm. Russian imperial stout. Yeah, I've had that. And they made, a, they made a nut butter along with it, with like some of the grain or whatever that they use in totalitarianism. <laughs> So they send this thing and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do a nut butter review too. So I talk about the beer and I talk about the nut butter and, and they, i send it and I'm like, Hey, it's e emailed the guy that emailed me and said, Hey, I did this thing. If you want to check out the video, you know, I sent it to him after it was published and he was like, Oh, cool. And then like stone, you know, they, they liked my Instagram post or whatever. And Natista like wrote me this message. And then they sent me a couple weeks later, I got something else. Like un totally unsolicited, I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I open it, and it's Tangerine Express IPA with a <laughs> yeah. Tangerine Express nut butter. <laughs> and I was like, "I guess I should do a video on that too." So I did a video on that, and I didn't really like the nut butter. It was kind of I don't like Tangerine Express. It's too like it's too citrus. It's too uh, bitter. Yeah, it's not. I don't really find it very uh, refreshing. And I'd had it before. Um. And I didn't like the nut butter. And then a couple months later, I get another package and it's Woot Stout and it's a nut butter with a Woot Stout and nut butter. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? I, I, am I going to become the nut butter guy? Like I every say, time you're I the, do you're a, the nut butter guy. <laughs> every time I do a stone beer, it's going to be a nut butter. So the one that I wanted them to send me the, um, fear movie lions, the hazy, I don't know what they call it. They didn't send that one to me, but, and then they sent me this Metallica one. And I thought this was a t-shirt because the whole time I'm like, man, I just hope stone sends me a t-shirt. Like I can wear a t-shirt on the, on the, on the video. It'd yeah, be pretty cool. Yeah. It's probably a pretty cool shirt. Never got a t-shirt, got a Metallica box instead. So I, I'm not even, I'm not even a Metallica fan. So, I mean, it's cool, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty sweet little souvenir though. I mean, it's a marvel of uh, modern technology. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, the nut butter guy, draft therapy, nut butter. Hey, synonymous with nut yeah. butters. Now, I have to ask, and this probably should have been the first question we asked because Jake would be pissed if we didn't. Yeah. But um, Jake I think is, I know what you're going to ask me. Yeah. Jake is completely, I would say in love, borderline infatuation, with your sniffing of beer method. <laughs> getting your nostril all up in that beer bottle. Yes. And he... It was funny. Uh, 
I can't remember what I, I'd sent him one of your videos like you need to sniff it like this guy. And ever since then, that's exactly what he's done. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a compliment or or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It is, it is. Come on. Hey, at least you're not mad. No. Uh, massive, massive beer reviews do does sniff beer the way you shouldn't. You know, he puts his hand over the top. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I gave him shit on his last video in the comments just making fun of him because, you know, he, he's just on our show and we're talking about it. But uh, where, where did you get this uh, sniff method? Well, so <laughs> the reason I do that is I have a horrible sense of smell. Like, I mean, I can smell, I can smell things, right? It's not like, you know, if I'm going into the men's room and someone's coming out and they've left a present. I can tell. Um, but where it's like real subtle aromas, I, I don't, I just, I can't pick it up. So uh, if it's a barrel aged or something, you crack it and you can kind of smell it coming out of the bottle or out of the can, you know, just when you open it, that's one thing. But 99% of the time, and I'll say this on videos, like I'll put it up to my nose and I'll give it a smell on each side, you know, cause I'm like, Hey, maybe this side's better. Like I'm getting over a cold right now. So if I'm sniffing, that's why. Um, but I just, I can't smell it. And sometimes I don't smell anything out of the bottle anyways. And I, it's funny cause a guy that I talked to that's watched the videos too. He's like, you're the only person that I ever see that ever smells out of the bottle. Like, I don't know why you do that, but you're the only one that does it. And I'm like, well, I guess I should be known for something. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, sniffing out of the bottle, but it's just because I can't smell. Like I, I have a really poor sense of smell and maybe it's like, I don't know, smelling too much, sniffing too much ammonia as a child, or I don't know, but it's, I, I don't have a great sense of smell. So I, I have to hold it up there, like out of the, out of the glass, it's, it's better, but I just, I want to kind of get that first impression. Like all these beers, when I try almost, I would say 99% of these beers, it's the first time I've had this beer. Yep. So I don't, I rarely have these things beforehand. I don't want to get any preconceived notions. So I just want to like take the whole thing in. I want to get the smell opening it. I want to get the smell pouring it. I want to get the smell when you pour it in the glass. I want to, you know, get to look at it in the light and I want to taste it and get all. So it's, yeah, it's just cause I can't smell for shit. So <laughs> no, no special technique or anything. I, I just can't smell. So I'm just like, I got to get in there. I mean, I've seen, um, I noticed that like when Darwin, when he, he smells a beer, he'll have his mouth open. And it kind of, you know, runs over your tongue a little bit. So I've kind of done that. I don't, you can't really tell that I do it, but I, I do that because huh. I've, I've cribbed that one from him because you can kind of pick up a little bit more, like you can get a little bit more of the aromatic from it. So I've been doing that a little bit too. So when we say, oh, you interviewed the guy from Draft Therapy and they're like, oh, who's that guy? Uh, the guy that does the, the like, <laughs> sticks his bottle up his nose. I, I still don't hear talking. No, the Nutter Butter guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm and I'm actually I have to say I'm I'm kind of sad that Jake's not here because um, we could have bonded over it. Oh yeah, he would. He was definitely up that he wasn't gonna, when we booked this one that he wasn't going to be able to be here. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was quite he bummed. Was, he, yeah. <laughs> I think he uh, he texted us this afternoon to to say he said something like, "Are you guys going forward with the podcast tonight?" Probably hoping we're going to say no. <laughs> rescheduled. Wait till you get home. <laughs> I'm like, yep, we're doing it. We tested this afternoon from the hotel, and we're we're good. So, <laughs> and then this guy couldn't figure out his computer. <laughs> had to had to skip it. Oh no, we've had we've had a couple people on the many many names who uh, had issues. <laughs> yeah, we've waited we've waited 30, 45 minutes for for guys to figure it out for a couple of times. <laughs> 
It's not that hard. We're like three no. beers, three beers in by the time we get going. You were already here. We toasted. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining. So you're sitting in front of a green screen. What? And you've got. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm colorblind too. <laughs> so when you do your reviews, you've got your background. Are you in like a, a, just a room in your house, in your office? What, is this a studio you have set up with the green screen to put your graphics behind you? How does this work out? I am looking at the um, most hoarderish space in the world, my basement. This is like... Nice Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> this is like, uh, I don't know, maybe a sixth of the space. Like I have the bare minimum space with this little area carved out with all my empties stacked on my counter over here. And there's like a roll of toilet paper, like literally right here because I have to blow my nose. Um, yeah, it's, this is like, this is the saddest little spot. So when I, again, get kind of going back when I wanted to do the channel, I didn't, I don't have a lot of space. I mean, I have, my house is not small, but I, you know, I have kids, I'm married and they have, they take up their own space. If you ask my wife, she'd be like, Hey, you know, you take up enough space as it is. I have a room like my, I don't know, it's where I do the editing and like do all the stuff on my computer. Um, that's a total pit with like all the beer stuff just everywhere. Um, so this is, yeah, I'm just in my basement. The green screen was out of necessity because this is like behind this screen is, um, uh, kind of like not stairs, but I have a crawl space. So the crawl space is part of this and it's, it's just a total mess calamity. Um, and I just, <laughs> I had to, this is the only space I could really do it. And, and the green screen, like at first was the plan, um, was every beer would get a different background, right? So okay. when I started, the first one I did was Bell's Mars, which is part of their planet series. Um, and I had the background was Mars. You know, it was like a lunar or a Mars, not a lunar, a Mars lander like picture. I probably not, you know, royalty free. Um, and I put it in the background and I did all this stuff and I added like a thing from Total Recall in there. The second video I did was like a shorts, New England IPA. And, um, I did this really disgusting uh, state of Michigan that would like float around the background in this like green and pink, like these really horrible colors. And then I found that I'm like, you know, I want to build a palette wall. So I'll just find, I'll just make a graphic with a palette wall in the background, call it a day. I'm actually thinking of changing it now, but uh, that was, you know, that was the, that was the initial start. So yeah, this is just, it's the space that I had the most room to do something like this. <laughs> when you when you start realizing the way your editing is taking up way too much more of your time, it's like, you know what? I'm not gonna do it that way anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, it already takes enough time, so I'll just we'll stick with the background. We don't need a whole bunch of bells and whistles. We're good. Now you said now, when you I, started this, you you didn't know how to edit video, right? I did like really basic stuff, like um, not necessarily video video, but like piecing animated gifs or gifs together. I don't know if that's kind of causing a derision the way I just pronounced that, but um, piecing those together like way back in the day, uh, probably like early 2000s, you know, that, but that's like the most I'd ever done. Yeah. Yeah, I got into editing video way back in the day. I was trying to figure out, I had all this video of my kids, 
and I'm like, it'd be cool to make a video out of this. And so yeah. that's when I started doing different video editing. Uh, it gets more expensive over time, but oh yeah, talk about that in case my wife. <laughs> I love editing video. I, I'm addicted to it now. I, mean, I, yes, I, I got him hooked. So yeah, Adam. Guess. Adam showed me how to use iMovie, and now I'm like, like every chance I get, I, I want to edit video. So I'm. I that's why I started my YouTube channel and just what's that, what's that called again? What's the YouTube channel called again? Uh, Wisco Boater. There you go. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's same here. Like I, that's I really like to do it. I mean, it's obviously it's time consuming, but I I like to try and. Um, you know, you kind of learn like little tips and tricks, like filming yourself and how to take cuts out without making it look too obvious. Um, interspersing things together. So yeah, I really, it's, again, it's kind of like, it let me learn how to, this kind of pushed me into learning how to do it. It was a good thing. I could learn, you know, sound editing, a little bit of effects, you know, I could learn more about tasting beer, writing, I write scripts, you know, there's all this different stuff going on. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a production, but, um, I'm learning how to do all this stuff. So it's, and every little time, every time I figure out, Hey, I'd like to add this in there. I'd like to do this. So like over time I've added, you know, different elements. I used to do like a close up just by cropping in the video. Now I have a camera that I mount overhead. I'd go overhead to the pour. Um, and my pour used to be just shit. So now that it's, you know, only just, loose diarrhea um it's a little bit better <laughs> but you know always learning always picking up new stuff so now you do a great job i i i like the overhead view as I, I was watching your uh um odd side ales um which one you did it back in march i just watched it again today because i just did not say i odd side last week uh shit i can't remember what it was called but anyway there's so many <clears throat> yeah the uh <laughs> The, the way you described the head on that beer with that overhead shot was like, it was described perfectly exactly how it looked. And you wouldn't have gotten that by looking at it from the side, yeah, looking yeah. straight down on it. The way you described it was, was perfect. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a great way to film that. Yeah. That's, that's, the, and that's like one of the things that I, I kind of, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of other uh, beer people on YouTube. I, I, there's a few that I watch. Um, but, you know, I try to see, like, okay, well, where is there something that I can do that's just a little, like, put my own kind of spin on it. And that was one thing I, I didn't see a whole, I don't even know if I've seen anybody. And I'm not claiming, like, hey, I'm the only person who's overhead shots. But it was, I don't think I've seen other people do overheads uh. for beer. So it was just, yeah, it's like it gives you a good indication not only, you know, like I said, the close-up's nice. You can only crop in so much, though, you know, before it just starts getting blurry. And then I was like, well, I have a second camera. I can just mount it. Um, on the on the floorboard basically here and and you know I went tried a few different things and now I'm got something I'm I'm happy with so and it doesn't take much longer you know you just got to make sure you start both cameras at the same time <laughs> start yeah. yeah start them both you don't have to do the same time but just start but at least both. remember to start them both yeah that's right yeah when you, <laughs> as long as you got that you're recording your your audio you can fix it and post I don't know. Well, I mean, you say you don't know how many others out there do the multi-camera view, but out of single, single beer reviewers, I mean, we've got we've got a podcast of three three of us, so we've obviously got multiple cameras. But you and maybe Tasting Niche are the only two that I can think of that do, you know, multi-camera views of the same shot. Yeah, right, I've I watched a few of hers too, and yeah, I noticed she has like one set to the side. Yeah, and then she has a front on. That's I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Man, your look was way different back then. Back, I just I just pulled up your Mars, your Bell's Mars <laughs> review. Yeah, you know, that's. I I don't think I could. I mean, yeah, you look so different. I don't think I could put the two of these two views together and say you're the same person. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like every time I think about cutting the beard, it's like, well, this is part of the brand now. You know, yeah. it's like this. Yeah. When I go, when I go places, if I go to a brewery, I've had people come up. They don't. They're not necessarily commenters on the video, but they're like, "Hey, are you that guy?" And I'm like, "I don't know the guy on the poster at the post office, or like, a, what are you talking about?" <laughs> where, like, where did you wait? Where did you see my picture? <laughs> was it? Uh, it wasn't on the sex offender <laughs> list, right? Um, but yeah. So if I cut it, like I've been to places. Uh, there's a brewery that I go to quite a bit, um, Ascension, and. Th- you know, I know the people there and I've said the guy, the manager there has a long beard. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm thinking about cutting it. And he's like, you know, if you cut that, you come in here, we're not going to know who you are. Yeah. You know, it's going to take a little while. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll keep it. So, but I'm going <laughs> to, I think after we have a, a Michigan beer fest coming up here in the end of July, I think I, I might cut some off of it. So. Um, one of the Michigan breweries that I know Jake loves, and I'm sure you've probably had some of these beers and I am just curious what you think, uh, brewery Vivant. Yeah. Yeah. A good experience there. Have you been there? I've been, uh, I've been to the tap room a couple times. Has Jake been there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's a converted, um, funeral home. So it was a funeral home or I think they say it was a, some people say a church and I think it was a funeral home though. And the inside, it's like total Belgian styling, right? It's got like stained glass and they, the food is all this like French farmhouse kind of style, you know, beers, French farmhouse style. Most of it's some, some kind of spin on that, Saison's and they do other stuff too. They do like a, uh, this uh, wizard burial ground is one that they do. That's like a barley wine or, or something like a barrel aged barley wine. Oh, um, love it. But yeah, they do a lot of French farmhouse style. That's kind of like what they built themselves on. And now they do. They have some IPAs, but they're all kind of like the Saison style. And yeah, they're, they're, the food's awesome there and their brewery is, it's a really cool place. And they, they do small distribution. They do these, um, they do these sour, the sour series. So they do like a sour um, pumpkin ale, a sour stout, and then the sour IPA. I haven't seen the sour IPA again this year, but they do all these different sour styles. I have a, this one, I was going to, I got to grab a couple of beers out of my fridge, you know, for this. And that was one I was really considering grabbing and I didn't grab it. Man, I, I, those sours sound, uh, sound really good. I've only had two of their stouts and Jake brought these, two, brought these over for us. Um, I've had tart, tart side of the moon and 2018 love shadow. Both. Yeah. Love, love shadows. The looks like a Smith or something, right? Yeah. Like yep. At, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That Both. tart side of the moon is that's, just phenomenal because it has that like tangy sourness on the finish yeah and you don't expect it but you get it and it's like oh my god this is this is like this just changed the game right like on this style like it's not just oh it's like a little bit sour it's but it has just this like tarty farmhouse like funk just at the end and it's like oh my god this is this is perfect yeah i, I really like that one a lot yeah i i really like it too um i th- my quote my uh my comment here was took a bit to get my taste buds going, but really quite good. Very tart. So yeah, they, they do some interesting ones. Those, the, and the sours I think would be really, really cool to try and maybe have to, uh, 
have Jake pick us up, up some uh, more of those next time he's over there. Jake? From State Farm. Um, yeah, State Farm. What, uh, what would you say is, you know, if you had to pick one, hold the gun to your head, what's your favorite brewery right now in Michigan? Like overall? Yeah. If you, if you only, if there's one, you know, you want to, you only go to one. You know, I, I've already mentioned it, but, and it's probably because it's close to me. I would, the, the, the brewery that I really, really enjoy, like 95% of what they do right now, and it's only because I go there so often, is Ascension in Novi, Michigan, because they have, you know, I go to, there's a few, I, I'm, I have three, two or three breweries, like right within maybe like five minutes of me or 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes that I can drive to Ascension's about 20 minutes. Um, and they all, you know, there's all this different, all these different breweries. So I can only speak to the, to the ones that I visit. I mean, the places that put stuff out, they put great stuff out, you know, that I've tried, but Ascension, the thing that I like about them is that I can go in there week after week and the tap list will change. You know, they'll have like, they might have, um, let's say 10 or 12 beers on, on tap one week and I come in and like they'll have 10 or 12 again but there will be like four of them are new and they're not just like the same they don't just keep doing the same thing over and over they'll have like you know they might have a sour brown or they might have a uh they do a beer called millennials and it's a it's a berliner weiss with um brewed with uh sour patch kids right which is you know kind of going back to the lucky charms thing you said earlier but you can taste the sour patch kids in the beer you know it has a sour note to it it has that kind of taste they do a, a double I double New England that's like pr- one of my top like top three double New Englands in the state I would say, um, but they're constantly doing new stuff and and it's always different. So they you know they have like a couple standbys, but they just always change the stuff up. And and there's other breweries that I go to that I I like you know I like what they're doing and they change it up. But I would say Ascension just because they have they just do just wild stuff all the time. They're constantly trying different yeast strains, different hop combinations. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's always going to be a, a different line. There's always going to be a different lineup and it's, you're almost guaranteed to like all of what you try there. That sounds great. Actually. What, what would you say when you go visit these different breweries, tap room, what makes a good one? You know, I've definitely been to some that are just like, meh. So, you know, we've been to something like, okay, we're, we're going back. Like, what, yeah. what, for you, what is it that when you go there, you're like, oh, I'm coming back here? I think the criteria that I try and look for is I, I used to not be a food person. Like, it, food didn't matter. And it, it really still doesn't. It's nice if they have food and you kind of, like, need to eat something that they can just – you can get it or you can get it delivered. I mean, I'd rather have it just in-house because then it just takes care of all that. So that that has some kind of ranking in there, It's but it's not, like, really high on the list. But if I go in and I try a style that I, I really like, um, like, let's say I go into a place and they have a nitro and it's a nitro stout or something, and I say, you know what, I'm going to try that nitro stout and I try it and it's really good, then I'm going to, you know, that's, I, I make a little tick, you know, like a little mental tick. And then like, okay, well, let's try this other thing. And it's just, 
it's that, it's the atmosphere, it's the service. If I go someplace, I usually, uh, a lot of times I go by myself. So I go into a brewery and I just sit at the, or a tap room and I just sit at the belly up to the bar because then I don't have to stand on the line if they have that and they service me a little bit quicker because I don't have, they're not coming out to a table. Um, if the service is good, that's a big major plus if I go out to a place. And then, you know, just the beer has to be, it has to be pretty good. Like they have to hit on a couple styles that I'm looking for. If, if I go to a place and they say, hey, we have a New England because new, or a Brute, let's say a Brute IPA because that's like kind of the big thing now. If I go to a place and they say I have a Brute IPA and I go there and it's just, it's just something masquerading as a Brute, I'm, I might try a couple other things, but it's not going to be like a top. <clears throat> Like I'm going to visit that place every time I'm in this area. But if I go there and they say, Hey, we got this, uh, we got this brute and I try it and it's like, Whoa, this is either really different from any other brute that I've tried, or this is really like, they're doing something that's catching my attention. Then I'm going to like, Hey, I'm in the neighborhood again. I'm going to go back in there. I'm going to check them out. So they have to do something. They have to do a style that, um, you know, a style that I'm looking for and do a good job with it. They have to, they have to be true to the styles that they say that they're doing. Um, you know, they have to be true to this, to the specific kind of style that they, that they're advertising and service and food. If they have, if the service is good, that's again, a big plus. And if they have food, that's just kind of like, Oh, all right, that's cool. Then I know that if I come here with friends, we're not going to have to eat beforehand. We're not going to have to order in. They, they're going to have, you know, decent food when I get there. Then that, that in my eyes, that, that makes a good brewery, a successful brewery to me. Yeah. One thing that I have grown to hope for, or not expect, but, you know, we always talk about three sheeps up in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. The one thing, for me, it's like an hour and a half-ish drive to get up there. So when I go up there, making that drive, um, the one thing I like is there's always something on tap that I can't get, you know, they don't bottle, right? Their, their pilot program, whatever it is. And to me, I love that. I, that's great. You know, they kind of made that time worth it, right? Because if I go there and I have what I can get in the bottle down the store, why don't I just get the bottle down the store? It was a good deal. Right. Well, I was, we went uh, last year to Detroit for uh, a wedding. And so on the way, we stopped at Founders and we stopped at Bell's. And I will say, Founders, the experience at Founders was amazing. I mean, their food was just phenomenal. Um, and then just the beers they had on tap were, were great too. I had never been there before, so I really wanted to go you know, see them. Uh, but Bell's was completely underwhelming. Like it was just like the food was not good, and everything on tap was like, I can get that you know at the local Jewel. Like what's the big deal? <laughs> so that that was really disappointing when I went to Bell. That that's why I asked that question because I know everybody has different criteria for like what they expect out of a brew visit. Um, you know, like we, like a lakefront brewery, um, who will we, we'll be up there and interviewing. Yeah. But next week after. Yep. We got right after Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Um, they have one of the best brew tours I think I've ever been on. Uh, and I've been on them a couple of times. And each time it's just, it's fun. You know, and they have a, they have a bar in the middle of the brew tour. So when you run out, there's a middle, in the middle of the tour, you can stop and get more beer. Uh, Two of them, I think, actually. Right, yeah, that is. There is two of them. Two, two they're, beer stops. They're hilarious and they're informative, and it's always a good time. So. Yeah, I went. I went to Bell's uh, last year. They released. Um, it was a like a. You can only take home. It was like gr growlers, which 
if you ever go to Bell's, you have to, you can't bring your own growler. Like you, I have a drink tank, like one of those okay. aluminum insulated th- deals. You can't fill that up. You can only fill up what you buy there. Like so, only if you buy their growler. Yeah. And if you want to refill, it has to be their growler. So you have to bring it back. And it's uh-huh. a really nice growler, but it's like 25 bucks or, or I don't know how much, but it's, it's not super cheap. And they had double two hearted. So I was like, well, I got to go there. I got to try that. Um, or do a video on it at least at the very least. So, uh, I went there and yeah, it was like you were saying, it's, it's everything that was on the menu. They had like a habanero Oberon, I think, or something, which they don't bottle or whatever. But, and I was like, well, I got to try that. But other than that, everything on the, on the tap list, well, barring a few things, the thing, I think everything that I ordered was stuff that I couldn't get normally. I think they had, uh, uh, cherry the tart cherry uh barrel aged i don't even know i have a bottle here somewhere um of it but it's like a it's one of their stouts it's their it was a 30th anniversary stout like cherry barrel aged thing and it was okay i mean it was but yeah it was kind of like you said it's it was a little underwhelming the tap room is beautiful you know they got it's got really cool woodwork in there but every like you said everything you can get you can get any at any store you know um, so yeah, that that was kind of a little bit of a letdown, but I made a couple other stops to make up for it. So, <laughs> yes, sweet. I'm gonna well, open another beer. Is that cool? Absolutely. I'm I'm already on my second one too. I have a okay. Amsterdam Brewery a Bone Shaker IPA, and it's actually really good. I did not bring a second beer in. Fail. But I've had like five or six today, so. There you go. <clears throat> uh, Chad and I both work from home. Well, I'm in Toronto now, but normally we work from home. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty much for me, as soon as my last meeting is done, whether it's 11 a.m. or 3 p.m., that's when the beer gets cracked. <laughs> Sometimes I have noon meetings, and um, I'll sip some whiskey or something during the the I've noon meeting. meeting. I've done that before too. But my she, boss drinks wine at at business at lunches anyway, so she, I mean she doesn't care. Whatever. <laughs> Drinking whiskey. Today. Problem, nice. <sighs> what uh? What'd you crack open there, Sean? So this is a um. This is an Ohio beer. No, uh, this is a Michigan <laughs> brewery witch's hat, and this is a Night Fury. It's an imperial um, stout with molasses and lactose. So Lassus. Yeah. It's a good one. I've had it a few times. Now you just do decide to do Michigan beers because that's what was easiest to get, or is it for your love of Michigan? Um what made you kind of steer that way? Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's more Michigan, man. That's right. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. I'm on the um board of uh the Michigan Tourism Council. And the license plate <laughs> so, zero. Yep. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it's just what you said. Um, when I thought of doing the channel initially, it was going to be like the grand idea. And the thing I'd still like to do is kind of get more out of this setting and get into tap rooms. I love going into places, again, sitting at the bar, striking up conversation with somebody else that's there or the people that work there or the brewer or whoever. Um, but yeah, the the when I started, I thought like, you know, these are beers that I really want to try. I really want to try Toppling Goliath, you know, King Sue or Pseudo Sue. I want to try Treehouse stuff. I want to try uh, Monkish. I want to try 
you know, uh, Pliny the Elder or Pliny the Younger or, you know, whatever, all these different beers that are just all over the place that are so regional and so limited in distribution. But then I realized, like, uh, yeah, I can't get any of that beer. Um, and if I want to get that beer, I have to trade with people. And that means that I have to go to the post office or I have to go to UPS. And I honestly, I would rather go to the dentist. Like I'd rather get a root canal than go to the post office or UPS. And it's nothing against our fine, um, parcel delivery personnel, but I just, um, I just, I don't like it. Like I feel like a criminal, you know, you go, Hey, hey, hey it's my box. I got the label. Uh, don't open it. Don't shake it, please. Um, cause you'll hear it. So it was just like, well, there's, we have in Michigan, we have over 350 breweries. There's like, and those are just like open breweries. There's like a, over a hundred that are in planning phases and they're just, there's more and more and I can get, you know, almost anything that I want. I mean, I, there's some stuff that I can't, there's places on the West side that do really like limited tap room releases, obviously tap room stuff that's on the West side. I can't get, um, or stuff in the UP or Northern Michigan. I can't get that stuff, but, um, you know, I can get a lot of it and maybe I can, I can make a little, little networks and I can get, I can trade with, if I have to trade, I could trade with people locally. Um, yeah. So it was just more of out of necessity. Um, you know, that's what I can get. So that's kind of what I went with at first. And there were places that I've been to lots of small tap rooms, kind of doing beer tourism kind of stuff. And I just love going to a new place and trying out a new beer and talking to the people and seeing what they like and what the, you know, what the people that are, you know, barkeeps or whatever, what they suggest or what they recommend. So, um, yeah, it was just more out of necessity and more out of, there's just so many breweries or so much stuff out there that I could easily do. Um, you know, Michigan beer. And I think, you know, this might be blasphemy to some people, but I think Michigan beer is some of the best in the country, probably if not the top state, probably, you know, within the top three. Um, and there's just so much stuff to try. There's so many new styles, so many breweries that don't just do traditional styles anymore. It's just, there's so much stuff to try here that it would be a lot easier to do it that way than, than, you know, conquering my phobia of going to, um, the post post office. No, <laughs> <laughs> you don't. So, Goliath doesn't deliver to doesn't distribute to Michigan. No, they don't. I've only had it once. Uh, I've had um, one of the Sioux. I don't remember which one it was. I've only had it once, and it was I was actually in Boston, and they're in Iowa, or yeah. right? Is they in Iowa? Yeah, De yeah, Decora, Decora. Yeah. So we'll, go, we'll, go figure. We'll have to go help to... you out with that. My, that's one of my wife's favorite. Is uh, Sioux. Really yeah, uh, yeah. We can get it any anytime, I anywhere, yeah, anytime. It's yeah. Yeah, and they've got they've got some good they've got some really good hazies. Um, I mean, pseudo Sus is, is a pale ale, but um, they've got they've got a couple of good hazy IPAs. Uh, I haven't had any of their like rarity beers. There's actually uh, where I used to live up in Green Bay. Uh, there was a, a, a liquor store up there called Ridgeview Liquors, which I used to talk about on the show all the time because Chris used to give me really good deals on on beers and. They had a uh, a bus trip specifically oh, right. <laughs> for going to Toppling Goliath for the release of their special beers. Whenever they did it, they'd sell tickets to get on the bus. They'd drink on the way down, go to the brewery for a day, and then bus everybody back. And it was just for the specialty releases. I mean, it was like 250 bucks, which I never did it because I'm not going to spend $250 to go drink a single beer. But... <laughs> 
Yeah, they sold out. They but sold out. But you don't out. have to drive back. That's the best. <laughs> part. You can have that beer and not have to drive back. Yeah, I guess, but <laughs> it's the same thing as I'm not going to go wait in line for any any beer either because I'm just, I mean, there's plenty of other good beer out there <laughs> rather than waiting in line for something. But uh, that's true. Beer. <laughs> What's that? Jason line for beer. I mean, we tried twice to get what was it CVS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We waited in line twice for CVS and didn't miss the cutoff by one or two. Each yeah, time. oh yeah, that's right. The last one he missed it by one. He was like they had twelve oh. bottles and he was number thirteen or something like that. <laughs> I've waited at breweries, but I've never waited at a store. Yeah, we were supposed to go downtown to Revolution in Chicago for their release of their Death Star series this year, and. uh Chad even came down to my house to go. Yeah. And then we got hit with a snowstorm. We're both looking at each other like, I'm not going to go stand outside well, in the snow in Chicago. Well, we, it was, we had a snowstorm and then we checked Twitter to see what the, what the line was like. And it was a, like around the corner, like three blocks. And we're like, fuck that. <laughs> not standing <laughs> outside in the snow. Not doing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, you had said that, you know, you, yeah, I think it was, you said your grand idea was like to be able to go talk to people. I think that was it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's something we are, are just starting to do. Um, we finally we finally upgraded our equipment. And so we're going to be able to go into breweries. So that's something we've always wanted. Once we started talking about interviewing, you know, brewers and YouTubers and stuff, that's one thing we've been wanting to do. So um, we're looking forward to that, to be able to go, go into breweries. We're going to go to uh, Bayfront, and then we're going to Central Waters. Central Waters, yep, in Amherst, yep. Yeah, and then maybe one more up in Door County. Uh, Sean, have you heard of Central Waters? I have. Okay. Yeah. We get a we get a little bit of their stuff here, and they had um, oh man, they did like a New England style something that they were releasing, or a hazy pilsner, I think. They just did a. They just did a brute pilsner. That's the yeah, one that we just had. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, and I was, was they, surprisingly so, good. Yeah, it looked amazing. That was I reached out to them on Twitter. I was I didn't ask them outright, but I was kind of like, oh yeah, I had somebody kind of messaged like you know, twittered me. What I don't I'm not big on Twitter, but um, they kind of looped me into a conversation. They're like, hey, you should try this, and I'm like, hey, I'd be well, I'd love to try it if they want to send me some. And they were like, hey, yeah. Good idea. And that was like, you never went anywhere past that. So right on that. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's one thing. How many, what's your address? <laughs> That's the one thing that we've now come up several times that, you know, we find also we have trouble with too, is just the, the whole regional lockdown on craft beer, right? Which yeah. I, I get there, they're a small business. And so trying to distribute a, a certain distance is, you know, not cost effective for them. Um, and I think when we started this, we didn't really think about that. Like we didn't go into this with the mindset that we're going to do Wisconsin and Chicago beers. We were actually trying to get from all over to be able to kind of be able to, to grab maybe a larger audience, you know, than just Chicago and Wisconsin people, right? Um, and so that's one thing we always find frustrating too. It's like, and it's this really good beer that we want to have, and. Well, shit, they don't come in this area. Now, how are we going to get it? And you get, yeah. Trying to find the way to, to, to well, and it's, I, I feel like, unless either they have to know your channel well enough or you keep reaching out to them to say, hey, 
keep me on your media list because we're on a couple of different media lists. I know left hand, left hand brewing. We're on theirs and they've <laughs> said, they, they sent us, um, uh, like a bottle opener and some stickers one time. And I, you know, Eric, the guy I talked to super nice guy and, and I'm not gonna say anything bad about him. They, he was absolutely fantastic on the phone, but you know, they, they were like, Oh yeah, we'll definitely send you some beers. You know, you're doing good reviews. I've listened to several of them, but we haven't gotten anything from them. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I'm on a few, I'm on a few here. Um, bells and shorts. I don't know if you guys get shorts there. Uh, um, shorts has one of my all time favorite morning beers. Which one the, is that? It's the, uh, the tomato Roma, um, Roma tomato. Um, I can picture the label. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. Oh, it was so good. It was like a Bloody Mary beer. Like I absolutely just I threw up in my mouth a little bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's so good, but I I haven't been able to find it anywhere since that. That's the very first Friday morning beer review I did. I mean, it sounds as bad as a pumpkin beer. I gotta find it. It's uh, Sean. You know what I'm talking about, though. You, it's I, I. Yeah, I can totally. It's yeah. I know about the Bloody Mary thing, and I can totally picture what it looks like. Shorts Bloody. That's what it's called. I think Shorts yep. Bloody. Keep it simple. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Bloody Beer. Shorts Bloody Beer. <laughs> that beer was so, so good. I loved it, and I've never been able to find it. But I've had a bunch of of Shorts beers. Yeah, there's a bells. I reached out to bells and I kind of said like, Hey, you know, this is before, before official came out. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I do this. I produce this Michigan beer channel and you know, I'd love to try official or I said something. I'd love to know if you guys have a media list or whatever. And if you got, and I said, I'm really looking forward to trying official thinking I could like drop that like little seed. Uh, you know, he'd send me a beer and he was like, yeah, official. That's coming out soon. What did you, or I think by the time I think I'd already had, he's like, what did you think? And I'm like, you must not watch the video. Cause I didn't really think it was that great, but I was, I think I was <laughs> diplomatic about it and just said, Hey, you know, in my style, you know, Hey, it was this, but it, I was expecting a little bit more of this and it didn't have that. He's like, yeah, we didn't market it that way. It's like, no, you kind of did, but, um, yeah, but you wrote <laughs> it on the can, right? It's on a couple places here. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm on a few lists, but, and the thing, um, you know, we were talking about waiting in line before there's a, a, a lot, a lot of places with the distribution and the regional beers, they're kind of going, it seems like places that are just opening up or just starting up are going away from that kind of distribution model too, which is really hard for people that want to try stuff that, you know, they hear about these places and they just do these tap room releases. There's a couple places around me that, they they only do taproom releases and it is like i go on instagram and there are people from like you know um i would consider them to be you know minor celebrities in some respect you know post oh i got like for example there's a brewery in ann arbor called homes and um they are like in michigan they are probably and they they make great beer uh they are probably one of the biggest like hyped beers and you'll see them on like thrillist or a few websites like you know best beers in michigan or like fastest growing or you know most hyped or whatever it is um lists those kind of lists but you know the the distribute i think with the three-tier model that that we have you know with the with there being the the brewer or the brewery the distributor and the store different 
the distributor gets so much of that cut and and these guys are making this beer and and homes i know for sure they're spending like they're they're buying top-notch ingredients they're not skipping skimping out on any ingredients so it's it it costs a lot to make this beer and it's not price always comes into question and it's like i don't think it's super expensive but i'm only buying like a four pack right i'm not going to buy like i'm not going to buy the case allotment or whatever they're selling um but it's just it's more profitable for these guys to to just sell it out of their tap room they can produce as much as they want they can can as much as they want homes does cans and bottles they can do anything that you know they can do as much or as little as they want and people will show up and they will line up around that building and they will sell out you know it'll mug club members you know that's a prime reason to be a mug club you get an hour early mug clubs at 11 yeah. general public's at noon and they sell out by two you know it's like it's and they don't <laughs> you know they're not they're not I, i'm sure that it's not um it takes money obviously to make money and they got to scramble a little bit to get off the ground but once they get established i don't think they're 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 making way more money distributing it self-distributing it out of their tap room than they would be doing it um distributing it either regionally or striking up some kind of deal and doing it nationally. So yeah, can't blame I them totally, there. I totally get why they do it. You know, like you said, um, the whole three tier distribution models, like, you know, from, you know, put in place after prohibition and it's like states are starting to, well, they're starting to loosen up on craft beer, but I don't know. I think, I think the whole, uh, lobby is too stiff that we won't see the three tier distribution go away anytime soon. There's just way too much money being made by those yeah. No, that's I think it's true. Oh, yeah. that happen, which sucks because I think it does kind of put you know the foot on the throat of these small guys to self distribute or stop growing. You know, like yeah, you yeah. You're you're not going to get that reach of your beer um, self distributing. Yeah, it's brewery only and whatever your drive audience is going to be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, we have a beer store here, Beer Bazaar, that there's a couple of Chicago breweries that, you know, load up their, uh, their vans and drive beer to them, um, type of thing. But I mean, we're, I'm just like five miles from the Wisconsin border. So we're way up here from where they are <laughs> for the, the brewery. So that was really surprised that they actually drove up here to deliver beer, uh, this far north. But, it's it's frustrating because like you said you hear about these beers like you see you know we'll see kyle from from no high beer reviews reviewing a beer that i'm probably never going to get a chance to drink but it really sounds great you know and unless yeah. you're willing to like, do that trade thing or unless i happen to be on the east coast uh you know it, it kind of sucks in in that sense but then i also have beers that he'll never get so i guess i can roll in his face <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit of the FOMO, right? Fear of missing right. out, and and it's like I have so much beer. Like last, fr I usually go out on Fridays to different breweries or maybe like a few favorites that I go to. And it, I was like, you know what, I I didn't, I couldn't do it. I had you know other commitments. I had to be home, and I thought I could spend twenty twenty five bucks at a brewery, or I could just come home and drink this. I have this fridge full of awesome beer of stuff that I love, but you I'm going are. other, you know, just to try out this other stuff. So. You're speaking to the choir there. My, my yeah. wife and I, my wife and I, a few months ago, especially actually, Adam, yeah, <laughs> we uh, we emptied out the beer fridge in the garage, uh, and brought some of the beers up from the basement, and went through and went on used Untapped to scan all the beers to like figure out what we had. Yeah, and we had we had seventy five different beers 
and like something like a hundred and some odd beers all together. And you know, but but what the hilarious thing is is every time we go to the store, we go to the liquor department. And every time without feeling I'm I'm not the worst culprit, I will say. So Gina, if you're listening, it's not all me. If you, <laughs> we go and she's like, Oh, this looks good, let's try this. Oh, this looks good, let's try this. I'm like, look, we don't have enough room in the beer fridge to, to try all this stuff now. And you got stuff in there that you bought months ago that you were like, Oh, we gotta try this, and you still haven't tried it. <laughs> yeah. There's also stuff where I'm like, uh what did I say just last time? I was like, oh, wait, I have a whole pack of that. Oh, the uh, this, the uh, barley wine from uh, Revolution. Oh, po- oh, yeah, straight jacket. Yeah, straight jacket. I'm like, I have a whole pack and of you had And uh, you had a, a four-pack of Boathouse from Crystal Lake <laughs> that you wouldn't let go of. <laughs> I'm cellaring it. Come on. <laughs> what a waste. I didn't find it. It's in my cellar. What a waste. I'm being way too sentimental about some of these beers and like, well, I'm going to save for a special occasion that never comes. So it's like. We're that way with wine. We've got, Brittany, yeah. and, I, Brittany and I love, love wine and we've got, we've got bottles of wine that we're like, nope. Like on a, a, a Friday night, let's crack open a bottle of wine. What do you want? Um, how about this? Nope. So I got to say, it's not like a special day. We got to save that for some, but that day's never going to come. Just drink it. <laughs> that day's never yeah. coming. Never just, have special days, sweetie, anymore. Just it's drink over. it. Just drink it. That's why kind of, because we used to, I used to always go buy like three or four bottles of CBS to try to save, you know, drink one and save them. But anymore, it's just like, just going to drink it. Speaking of CBS, yeah. what are your thoughts? I'm glad Jake's not here because he would have ran to me wouldn't get him to shut up. Um, <laughs> what are your... <laughs> What are your thoughts about the most recent the CBS release? As far as as far as I would say, comparing it to previous releases. Yeah, I um, I I'm the guy that buys tickets when Founders has ticket, you know, the ticket ticketed releases. So KBS, uh, CBS, the last year and a half or whatever have been ticketed releases for for those two beers, and um, I do it mostly because because you get kind of the jump on everybody. Like, you know, if you're in Grand Rapids, they have a tap room in Detroit that they sell out of now. So I, I'll i buy the ticketed releases and, and I, you know, 2018, 2017 was the first year it came back, right? And I hadn't had it before. I, I was kind of out of beer in 2011 or whenever the 20, I don't know, I think it was 2011 when they released it before. So I didn't get a chance to try it and I had heard it's great. I have a friend that was really into beer and he said it was really great. And I tried 2017s and I, I thought it was pretty good. And then um, 2018s came along and that they founders had that whole barrel age series and it was six beers. Like that was the first time in a while that I can think of that they had that many beers for that series. And they built all this hype and hey, tickets, tickets, tickets you know, get, get tickets for this thing. So I buy the tickets. I go to the store. I go to the tap room, drive to Detroit. It's like 20 minutes out, you know, from my work. And I go there and uh, go get my ticketed thing. I get the tote bag and I take it back and I go, I get my haircut at some place and I go to the store and they had cases stacked up. So (laughs) I went and I did the review for it. um, And I, I just didn't, it was just too sweet for me. It was just too, like too much. It was, the year 2017's was really good. I don't. I wouldn't say it was like my favorite of the year, but then when I had 2018, it was like. I think it was. I think. I think I did a video and it was like the all, comparing all the 2018 Barrel Age series, and I think CBS was um, either that or Barrel Runner was 
my least favorite. I, I didn't, it was just, it's just too much. It's like too, just too sweet. It, you know, it's like you need one of those tasting snifters. It's like half the, the, maybe a third of the size of what I have here. And just like, okay, I'm good. That's my CBS for the year. Well, um, that's, yeah, that's the way, the, the last bottle, a couple of bottles we've had of it, we're just, we split it a bottle between the three or four of us. And that's, that's enough. I mean, it's really good, but that's enough. Yeah, I just, it it's overshadowed, I thought. Um, by just the other stuff that they released that year. I mean, if it was a normal, if they just put it out and they didn't have a barrel series, they didn't like, if I didn't have something to compare it to like that, I may have thought it was okay. You know, pretty good. Okay. Um, but it was just, it was compared to the previous year. Uh, I want to say it was just all maple. Like there was no, there was no like bourbon taste or not much. And there wasn't a lot of, um, I think they do. It's like chocolate too, right? Like one of the key flavors in CBS. It's like KBS, but in the maple bourbon barrel. And it was just like I, I was kind of I was pretty disappointed by it because I was expecting it to be like it was in 2017, and it was just too just too sweet. It was just over the top. Yeah, I would say for us, like uh, it, it's it was hard to find for us, right? So you know, once it's released in Michigan, then they started spreading it out. And yeah. You know, in the previous years, it was a hunt, I and mean, it really was. We would all yeah. be texting each other, like, would you find them? Would you find them? Would you find them picking up? And, you know, whenever you did come across it, you'd pretty much just buy what you could because you don't know when you're going to see it again. Yeah. But this year, like, it was everywhere, and it's still even at stores now. And the thing that also I know Jake would just lose his shit over um, is that we have a friend down in Texas who – when we were on the hunt looking for for CBS one year, he sent in those text messages of pictures of like pallets on full down in Texas, you know. And so Jake's like, wait a minute, we're a state over and we can't get it. But down in Texas, they got just a shit ton of it down there. Like, what's going on? Yeah, we we couldn't get it either. They did that 2017, like I said, they did that ticket release and they were releasing it like so I think they did um I drove to Grand Rapids, I think, for for 2017, and they had they had just opened the Detroit tap room, so they didn't they sold tickets for Grand Rapids first, and then Detroit was like a week after. Um, and I went there, and it was kind of crappy weather. And picked it's like two two hours away from me. And I went and picked it up, stopped at a, another brewery, and then came home. And I was it was like you know you got to like stalk Instagram or like your local yeah. bottle shop on Facebook or whatever. Oh oh today Facebook. Uh, uh, CBS and it was like no no CBS and then they would get it and you get there and be like oh yeah we sold it like ten minutes yeah. ago man yeah. come on <laughs> so yeah it was that was so scarce it was so hard to find but like you said it's it's the hunt to get this stuff sometimes right well, so now it's like because it's everywhere like I know I know for again Jake would say it's not as special anymore right because there's yeah. no hunt I think we talked about in the last episode he enjoys the hunt right so. So it's not as special anymore. Do you do you feel the same way, or do you're you know when they release it again, you're still gonna go hunt for it if it's a hot? No, I mean I, I I would have to agree. It's um I I don't think I'm gonna buy tickets. Like I went like I said I went I bought tickets. I felt so burned by buying tickets and driving out of my way to go to this place and just happening to walk into a, a grocery store that sold they have a pretty good beer department and going you know hey I'm gonna just check out what they have and they had just pot like stacks of boxes or you know, cases of it and that it's like I, me, man. I would be pissed like wait a well, second i spent 50 bucks to get two bottles 
from on a ticket for the ticket and i went there and i got two bottles i go to the grocery store and it was like 23.99 a bottle it was actually cheaper and the only thing i got was miles on my car and a, a tote bag <laughs> like what am i going to use this tote bag for yeah i don't carry tote bags like cool it's a khaki and red tote bag that's great but you know if you're going to just release it same day to the store i mean if it was if i got it if it was if you were paying for the exclusivity and you got it like a week before everybody else i don't know if it would be worth it but at least you get something out of it but when it's available the exact same day i just felt so just burned by it i, I don't think i'm gonna do uh i'll do kbs i'll probably do kbs's tickets next year but i don't think i'll do cbs and i don't know if um if i'll do another cbs like cbs is gonna you know it's scheduled for this year so when they just when they don't do it for seven, uh, six years or whatever, and it comes out and it's super hard to find, that's that does make it special. But when they right. do it the next year and it's every place, and then they do it the year after that, it's like, uh, I guess it's not that special. And and you know, it's like I would so much rather see founders do something more innovative, uh, like their Masagabe that they just put out. I'd rather see that uh, than do just go out on a limb, do something like Barrel Runner, which I didn't like, but at least you're doing something different and then retire. Yeah, that was retire, really different. But yeah. Give, give CBS a rest for a couple of years and then build up the anticipation for it to come out again. But if we just put it out year after year after year I, and okay, I guess the big um, concession that they're making this year is they're doing the bottles, you know, the 12 ounce bottles instead of just the, the 750 milliliters. Okay. That's cool. But, and that's what they should have been doing in the first place because I don't know about you guys, but I don't drink bombers. No. I don't take bombers to my friend's house. So I open it and it's like, okay, I either have to finish this or I can put like a, you know, a silicon stopper in there and, and hope for the best a day late. I don't, I don't drink every day. So it's not, um, you know, it's just kind of like gets, it goes to waste. It, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. So yeah, cool. You're doing it in the bottles and maybe I can go to a place and buy a single, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's good enough for me. Now what's KBS been like for you? I know from us, I think Woodman's and Kenosha still has boxes upon boxes of KBS. Oh right yeah, now. I was at I was at Hartford Wine and Spirits yesterday and or two days ago and they had two two pallets of it. Yeah, so it's been oh, like, seven fifty mil and twelve and the but twelve. I think 12. it was this year, wasn't I was in Texas this year when it released, right? Wasn't that when I was that was in Dallas? And yeah, it was in March, right? Yeah. And I walked uh my buddy Dan down there was like, Hey, let's go over to this place. They usually have a good beer section. We walk in and there's just like this big ass shelf just full of kbs in the, you know in the middle of texas and so you know i think these guys hadn't even been able to find it yet and i'm like i'm gonna buy a couple of four packs to bring home i guess you know and yeah K crazy yeah kbs this year has been I, I still see it on out um but in years past like when i first started this it was when perrin put out no rules and it was i started like picking bottles up of, of that that i could get um and KBS was already, that was like March, mid-March of um, 2017. And it was already, KBS was gone. Like I went to a couple places. I'm like, hey, you got this no rules, but do you have KBS? And they like a couple people laughed like, yeah, get the hell out of here. You know, <laughs> just like we we haven't had that for weeks. It sold out like instantly. And then, um, yeah, this year, but it's it's been everywhere. And I've I bought tickets for it. And again, it's because um, we got we got it in, uh, I want to say it was like March 16th or something this year that it came out. Uh, they released it in the tap room. Um, and then I think it went, went national, like, or however many states they're in 
shortly after, but I know for 2018, yeah, 2018, it got released on like March 1st and it was like, okay, yeah, that's, and it wasn't going to come out nationally until like three or four weeks later. So that's actually been my most popular video is the KBS 2018 because I got such a jump on everybody else. And I don't know if Masagave's hit shelves, so that's been kind of the same deal. Like, that was supposed to be released in their tap room on May 3rd, and it actually started hitting shelves in stores near me on May 1st. So, I don't know how that's... And But the east side of Michigan, where I am, near Detroit, and the west side, if I'm here and I'm looking for um, a cape, like a, let's say, for example, a Founders um, barrel-aged release... If I go to the west side near Grand Rapids, they have they have stacks, they have pallets of it. So, me this little area is a little bit more of a microcosm uh, than you know, like going to West Michigan. It's a little bit easier to get that stuff. Now, do you think that's due to popularity waning, or they're just producing just a shit ton more of it? I think they're just cranking it out. Yeah, that's that's what I would. I, we I and we've we've. We've had discussions before on the podcast about how, about the distributors holding on to it. Well, we've, not... we've had people tell us specifically um, that, yeah, there's a beer bazaar here. He was told specifically, look, you do X, Y, Z, I can get you a case of 2017 CBS or whatever it was. You know? Yeah. And this was recently. So, like, the well, distributors this, are yeah, in the back of their house. This bottle of 2017 I have on my shelf right now, I got in either January or February in a little little grocery store in a town called Grafton, which is, I don't know, 10, 15 miles east of me. And a friend of mine on Untapped said, hey, 2017 CBS is here at this Piggly, or Piggly Wiggly, I think it was. And yeah, I walk in and there's a whole shelf full of it. The second you know? show in a row we mentioned the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Well, there's some good liquor. They got a good liquor selection. Oh, piggly wiggly! I just keep remembering their commercials with the guy in the in the pig costume runner. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of that that um, distributors holding it back too. I mean, you know, going back to no rules um, or even CBS. We can just use CBS as, as an example. When 2018 got released, there were you know, like I said, 2017 was so hard to find in a store if you didn't have it, even if you know if you didn't have a ticket. And then when 2018 came out, like within a couple of days, it's like we just found this, you know, the back with the Lost Ark of the Covenant and the Holy Grail and a couple other Indiana Jones deals. We found <laughs> this like six crates of CBS, and we're gonna send it to you. And it's like, come on, man, that's bullshit. Like, how did oh, yeah. you? How come when I was busting my ass driving all over town, driving 45 minutes to two different stores to get a bottle, a bottle, you didn't have it. But now that the other thing's out, like you got, you know, you have, case, like you can't get rid of it. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's, that's yeah, infuriating. There's another um, liquor store up here. That, uh, they got, what did they, what did they get that? 2016, they got things of it, you know, to, okay. so yeah, so then yeah. on release day, yeah, you could go get you know sixteen, seventeen, and buy the new one. You know, they they were selling that tickets, you know, for where it was, and you get bottles of the of the new CBS, and you get the old ones. Plus, they had the old KBS, and and I was talking to the guy. I was like, you know, did you guys have this keg sitting in the 
back all this time? He's like, no. Distributor <laughs> said if I bought X amount of the current year of CBS, he would then sell me these other kegs, you know, and and he kind of was just shaking his head. Like he, he was like, it's almost like I was just being held over, you know, held over over the countertop here because if I wanted to get enough CBS, you know, because they're 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 a pretty big store with a pretty high demand. You know, people go there quite a lot for these things. You know, he's like, if I wanted to get enough, I had to had to buy what they wanted me to plus, you know, all these other things. So it was, yeah, it, it seemed kind of shitty. <laughs> Yeah, have you had any of the Revolution, Chicago Revolution, like uh, their barrel age series, Death Death Star series? No, I I'm on a couple Facebook groups of beer, um, you know, enthusiasts, I guess, uh, and that's I know Death Star was one that a lot of people were losing their mind over, and um, there was one that was like it was like a, a box, and I think it it was like half of it was orange. I don't know if it was a variety, if or if it was. Um, like uh you know at the same beer like a six or a four box or whatever but no i've had a few things from revolution but i haven't had any of their barrel age stuff man looks like we have a care package to put together for you <laughs> <laughs> i have i have so much like that i'm trying to keep in order here sometimes that it's almost and and the thing too is being really primarily a region-based channel i become so um i get tunnel vision you know on like what what comes out here and what comes out at other places because you know there's just so much stuff going on here i mean i'm looking at my counter with all my empties that i haven't gotten rid of yet and there's just all this stuff and it's like oh okay well this is what i'm keeping track of and it's like this is what's coming out this is the store i can go to where i can buy singles where i don't have to buy a six pack or a four pack and put myself you know in the poorhouse uh no pun intended and then um you know but then they're oh there's this national brand you know it's not national but you know there's these places now that distribute here you know we got cigar city we got Revo uh, revolution does some stuff we have you know um you know just all this stuff that comes out i become so i put i have to put blinders on and i just forget about the rest of the world sometimes so it's it's difficult and and it helps my wallet a little bit when i can say like oh yeah i don't i don't have to concern myself with that because <laughs> nobody sent you know i don't have to run around like a chicken with my head cut off to get this beer because i'm doing this is no michigan beer so it's helpful in some ways but in some of it i'd like to obviously try but yeah it's it's uh it's a blessing and a curse i guess is what i'm trying to say and you've had the goose island beer right did you do a review goose island the beer no i have a couple from 20 um seven he what happened Yes, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it still feels like a square there for him. Yeah, there's a black square. Oh, it's still there, but not. If you can hear us, we can't hear you. <laughs> can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. yeah, my battery on my camera died. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a. I don't know if you how much you caught, but I have a couple. Um, I have. Let me switch to my webcam, and you can, um, you can look at my ugly face even closer. Um, hey, so uh, yeah, I have a couple bourbon counties in a in a like in, I have my my real cellared stuff, the stuff I don't want any light on. I have in, in um, like bins and bourbon county. I have a couple 2017s that are actually in the case or in the bin, but I haven't um, 
I haven't opened them. So they're just they're waiting there. 2017 my second favorite. 2016, I think yep. we all agree, by far. 16 at best, 17 second best. Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy those. Cool. I'm, I am looking forward to it. It's it's uh again, it's like oh, a special occasion. It's like no time like the present, you know. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Sean, of course, always want to be respectful of people's time. So, uh, we'll, uh, start to wrap up here, but we're, uh, a couple of final questions here. Are you on untapped? I am. Um, I think I'm, I gotta find my, I don't use it very often, uh, because I don't rate beer and I don't really keep track of it on okay. here. Okay. Um, I keep track of it kind of in my head a little bit and then, um, <laughs> no, actually, no, I actually don't. I think I, it's just draft ther- draft underscore therapy. I think is my own tap, but I only have two hundred and sixty eight check ins. So, uh, and I've had way more beer than that. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's the, the main reason I use untapped is to keep track of what I drank. Yeah, because I, I I have the worst memory in the world. I don't even remember who I do this podcast with half the time. So, your memory is like my nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to do a quick search for you here. I'll send your friend request. Uh, all right. Cool. I, I, I do, uh, and Adam, I think Jake also, uh, we, we all do use it and check in uh, each one of the beers that we drink. I am 14 away from 1,000 unique check-ins, so Dang. I'm uh, pretty excited about that. But uh, where else can we find you? Are you you're on YouTube, uh, but where else? Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I think... I know I'm on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> it's draft underscore therapy on Instagram. Uh, I post pretty much um, either like a haul, like if I have a local haul or beer haul, or if I, you know, when I post a review, I'll post a picture of the beer that I'm talking about and leave a little bit of a uh, little synopsis, maybe my summary of the beer. And then, uh, you know, from my vacation, I usually drink local when I'm, when I'm on vacation too. So keep track of stuff on there. That's probably, probably where I keep track of the most stuff is more rather than on, t- on untapped. I probably keep track of it a little bit more, a little bit better at it on uh, Instagram and then on Facebook. It, I think it's just draft therapy. No, no space, no, no underscore, no nothing. All right. Well, um, I'm, I'm not on Facebook, so I won't search for you there, but um <laughs> I will, uh, yeah, search for it on Tapped and Instagram stuff. But uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, super interesting uh, talking to you. And, you know, always enjoy meeting new people and new beer tubers. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. I, I, uh, I, like I said, I was looking forward to it. I started listening to you guys a little bit and uh, seeing, you know, I, I had to know about Jake's love of the sniff. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just thanks for having me on. I, I had a great time and look forward to talking to you guys again. Yeah, definitely have you on again. Uh, stick around here for just a second. We'll wrap it up. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. And we're always going to hang out.